7 billion humans on Earth can't all like the same drink. That's why Circle K has Polar Pop and Froster. Pick your flavors and make that 1 in 7 billion mix just right for you. Polar Pop and Froster, just 79 cents each at Circle K. Limited time only at participating locations. Shut up and sit down. So if you're not seeing the chat room, you might want to refresh. I don't know what the fuck that's going to do to um, the broadcast. It's uh, It was all messed up. Like for the past 20 minutes, I've been trying to log in. So anyways, I'm all messed up because my shit wasn't working. I hate, I'm I'm very, I like things to work a certain way. And if they don't work the way I want them to immediately, it makes me really uncomfortable and I get pissy. So now I'm all pissed off and shit. And I didn't get my drink. And um, Lady Holder, who spent the last 30 minutes, reminded me to get all my shit in order. So I was thinking, I told you so. Well, I couldn't because I had to get all my shit together. And my shit wasn't going together. And now all my stuff's all messed up and I don't have a drink and <sighs> life's hard. Happy anniversary to myself. I actually wanted to talk to you about a fan, first and foremost. Um, she first contacted me in 2010 and she, big McKay Shepherd fan, loved all my Stargate stuff. And was actually, although I've talked a lot about how I wrote Ties That Bind for myself and I really had no intention of ever putting it online, I didn't, I never really talked about why I did put it online. And, you know, beyond the fact that, yeah, you know, it was very entertaining to myself and I thought you guys might be entertained. Um, I also, you know, it was, I hadn't been posting a lot at the time and I felt like I needed to, you know, put some content out there for people. And <laughs> so that's how Ties That Bind kind of got on the Internet. I'm getting myself a brownie. I already had one today, but fuck that shit. I had a really stressful 35 minutes here. <clears throat> and my chat room's empty, or it was last time I looked. <clears throat> I don't know if I'll be able to take callers, if people are able to listen to me. It's really annoying. <clears throat> Anyways... Chat room is still empty. I might just like turn it off and start over again. Oh, it's full. It's full of people. You know what? Here's the worst part. Um, Lady Holder, are you in the chat room? I wonder if that's you. I think that's you. Um, Because I need I need assistance. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Lady Holder, you're on yeah, the air. I'm okay. Hello. I need you to talk to them for like three or four minutes about the first time you read my work 
and why. Because, to be perfectly honest with you bitches, I had a pee, and I didn't get the chance to do it before I got, <laughs> before I got on the air. So, I sent you emails and, and texts and everything. Dude, I couldn't get the shit to, up, to load up. I couldn't even get the <laughs> dashboard to load. It was, it was really frustrating. Oh, Anyways. Um, you're lucky I got home. Go, go, do your thing. Go, okay. okay, do your thing. Um, scoot, scoot. Okay, so first time I read any of Kira's stuff, it says something really weird that I've read it so many, her stuff so much that I really don't remember what I first read, but um, I think, um, all things being equal, it was, uh, it was what might have been, because I wasn't one of the original betas for that. Um, I came in later. And um, I actually looked it up today and found that um, I have emails from her from, God, did I even put the date in here? It was like April something of, April uh, 5th, 2009 is the earliest email I have of anything that she had sent me to to beta. And it was um, parts of what might have been. And so I ended up immersing myself totally in her world. I read everything except Dark Places of the Soul because it had head in it, and I was kind of, you know, iffy about that whole, you know, het sex thing. I got plenty of that. I didn't need to read it. But I ended up reading it, and I liked it. If I could find the person who pissed her off, I'd kill him. Uh, well, metaphorically, at least. Um, but I read a lot of her um, her stuff just to get her style down, and it <laughs> it completely freaked me out the first time she said yes, yeah, you know, you can be my beta and and all because I wasn't expecting it. I put forth, you know, the the option. I said, sure, let me let me be your beta, um, but I really wasn't expecting to get to get that option, to get that, that opportunity. And okay. Thank the fact you. that I and did, my bladder cool. thanks you too. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy for wow. your bladder. Wow, it was terrible. You don't want to. It was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got, I, had a very, I got off work and hauled ass to get home. <laughs> I had a very frustrating 30 minutes here. It, it just would not load. I kept getting a 404, and I called him to blog talk to complain, and the wait time was 10 minutes. So I guess I'm not the only one who was um, bitching about it. No, Senna's having a hard time, too. So, you know, when she, when she actually hears this, she's going to hear that I commented that she was having a hard time. So, you know, good time. Um, okay. But, yeah, it's... Anyways. Uh, yeah. So did you get the text that I sent you earlier today about the, the earliest date I'd actually um, gotten an email from you? Mm-mm. Uh, first email I got from you that I have access to is um, uh, April 5th, 2009. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did get that, but I didn't quite get the – it was completely out of context, so I was like, what does that mean? Yeah. I, I was – you know, sometimes I'll get texts from her, and they'll just be like, "No context, nothing," and I'm like, "What is what is what does that mean?" I mean, I'm just I just stare yeah, at it. Well, text I don't me know. Back. I don't know. Um, text me back. I remind everybody in the chat room to please use big text on your font because I have bad vision, and tiny font makes me squint. I don't need wrinkles. 
I'm avoiding them. When you get little bad wrinkles, and I'm I am practically I'm not discussing it, but most people mistake me for my early 30s. I got one lady who honestly thought I was 29. I'm trying to do better about not squinting so I don't get you know wrinkles. Anyways, (laughs) I wanted to talk about my fan, Um, and. She's not the first person to ever send me feedback. She's not the first person to comment on a story or the first person to send me an email. Mm-hmm. But what she did was she touched me in a way that I didn't anticipate happening in fandom. And the first time she sent me an email, it was about... Autumn. It wasn't even about my work. It was about having a beautiful day. And she told me about how how her beautiful day was going and that she hoped I was having a beautiful day too. And she... That's so sweet. She was uh, a teacher and she retired. And she opened up something that I I didn't anticipate opening up. And I have a reason for this because I... I want to talk about her, and and there's a reason to it, and it's it's kind of terrible and sad. That I'm I'm gonna get here in a minute, but I'm sorry because I don't know if she's listening. I don't know if she's listening because I don't know if she's still alive. Um, I don't know. I don't know if she's um well enough to listen to my podcast later, or if she's already passed. And since I don't know anybody in her family, I can't really, you know, reach out and ask. Anyways. Over the next couple of years, starting in 2010, every once in a while I would get something in my mailbox, and sometimes it would be about my stories and how how much she loved Ties That Bind or how much she loved Sentinels of Atlantis and mm-hmm. how I turned these characters and relationships in ways for her that, that really um, resonated with her. And she made me really proud to be a writer um, in a way that I had not been in a very long time. And I I didn't know what to do with it. And sometimes her messages would be so full of I don't I I can't even describe how she made me feel. It would be like I would I would get all Very full different. inside and, and and choked up. And just just speaking of Sorry her now, life. I'm a little it's it, it's a little yeah. hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last email she sent me was. In April of this year, and she, um, her name is Lise, and sometimes she had 52 comments on my website, so you'll see them if you if you look through some of my older works. She, she really loved the McKay Shepherd, and she liked the Draco Harry as well. Mm-hmm. And she sent me an email, and she told me that she needed a kidney transplant, but was too old to be on the list. Oh and no. And she wanted to thank me for all the stories and that her favorite was Ties That Bind. And the reason that's really special to me, because when I thought about posting it, my first thought was to this little old lady in Canada who read my work and who loved what might have been and who thought Sentinels of Atlantis was amazing. And I thought, oh, my God, can I put BDSM on my website? What would my little old lady in Canada think? And... She didn't email me or send me any feedback on the first two or three um, 
posts, and I was kind of freaked out. And I wanted to email her and say, "You don't have to read it. Don't, don't, don't be offended." And then, and then she commented on um, one of the stories, and it was a lovely agony. And it was that's pretty far in to the series, and she hadn't commented yeah, at the time. And I was like, "Oh, thank God!" And she told me um, that she had been waiting for the part, and that she loved it, and that it was amazing, and she had all these questions, and I was so relieved <laughs> that I hadn't run my little old lady from Canada off. <laughs> and anyway, when she met, when she emailed me in April. She said, I wanted to take the time to say thank you for all of your stories. My favorite was the BDSM and on equal footing what might have been. And February's song is the most touching love story I've ever read in my life. It is. You give me a minute. It really is. You were, you were and still are an important part of my life because you provide dreams. Oh. So... I don't know if she's listening, but if she is, I just, I really want to thank her for being such a touching and thoughtful part of my life, and I really miss her emails. And I didn't get many, but what I got was amazing, so, and I I wish her sweet dreams, wherever she may be. Mm -hmm. So, I'm sorry for making anybody cry, I just... It, when, I, when I thought about talking about her today, I didn't think I would cry. <laughs> oh, but um, every once in a while, and I, I wanted to talk about her because um, earlier in the week I had some really terrible feedback, and um, it was very upsetting. And um, I don't often talk about the really amazing and beautiful things that people tell me. In in my feedback, but a lot of times it's very personal, and sometimes I'll get an email from somebody, and it's just amazing that what they tell me, and um, mm-hmm. that I provided them some comfort, or I've I've given them um, a different perspective, and they and they really appreciate that. And I don't I don't talk about those people, which is sad and terrible because I should, because they are um, every bit as motivating as the people who respond to my website, you know. <laughs> yeah. Your cat's on the radio. <laughs> yes, I know my cat's on the radio. He's wanting me to be, you know, chop, chop, get to getting the, the, the cat food out. You know. Of course, he has no so, patience, but then again, he's a cat. So Lee sent me this email in um, April, and I haven't heard from her since. And I don't expect I will. And so I had a um I had a very vocal fan die unexpectedly um a couple of years ago and she was always on my live journal chatting and she was on my Facebook mm-hmm. and um then one day I I log in to um I log into Facebook, and her husband has announced that she died unexpectedly in her sleep. And I was like, no way. Oh, my God. I got really upset and freaked out. And um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. It was just, just something about the, this particular reader that, that always 
moved me and touched me in unexpected ways because mm-hmm. sometimes she would just email me to tell me about her cat. <laughs> Something her cat, like when her cat got stuck behind the wall, and they had to call the fire department to get him out. (laughs) And they had to bust open the, um, and they had to bust open the drywall. So there they all, they all are covered in drywall. And while they were trying to get the cat out of the wall, the cat got out. (laughs) Oh Jesus! Really? So you know, it's it's just it's stuff like that. So, but you know, I do get, I do get amazing feedback sometimes, um, all the time, actually, to be perfectly honest. Mm -hmm. I get a great deal of amazing feedback that is in no, that is in no way, um, terrible and and mean-spirited and, Mm -hmm. and, because for every mean little asshole who emails me, I have 50 or 60 people who who tell me I'm awesome. So I have no reason really to complain about the negative feedback beyond the fact that mm-hmm. those people just piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> they just piss me off. And then, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Senna, who is texting me, she says, um, <laughs> Thank you for sharing that woman and her involvement in Kira's life with us. Yeah, it made me cry, but not in a uh, bad way. Knowing someone loves that story as much as I do is a bit relieving. And you know what? She's right. It's, um, we built it. I mean, you, you started this as a place to post your fic. You know, being completely and utterly honest, that's what, um, you know, your, your place was at the start. And it was of, it was a bare, fairly bare website, and then people started handing you art, which is still the absolutely most incredible feeling to get artwork. Okay, it is. Um, I got some today. It was awesome. I saw. It was very cool. Um, but you you get that. You get the. Um, you got people who, as soon as you put up chat, and we figured out that hey chat we can talk to each other how how cool is that um we started building a community i mean this is this is a group of people who um you know we're 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 insane there's uh i met a really good friend through this um you know and it's if i ever yes we're family as you're right we are you know um we're incredibly far flung. Uh, we've got people in Australia. We've got people in. There's one person in the middle of Africa. You told me about. Yes, I I, um, I used to have a visitors map. I don't have it anymore because it kept fucking up my stuff on the on the other side. But I have people from all over the world. It's 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 very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lady who used to, I don't know how she was getting internet out in the middle of fucking nowhere, but, um, and, uh, yeah, and then there was actually someone who listens to me from McMurdo, and that's really funny because they sent me an email, and, and that's how I found mm-hmm. out. Um, they actually Googled McMurdo and got, <laughs> and got, <laughs> that's right, I remember. 
and got one of my fix oh my by God. accident, and they read it, and they loved it, and they read all my stuff, and they sent me an email. I thought that was just the most cool thing ever, you know, so, yeah. Well, you got an actual email from McMurdo Station. I mean, how cool is that? I um, have also um, gotten emails and contacts from um, guys uh, in theater, um, mm-hmm. And that's that used to be kind of scary. I like, I, oh God, don't, you know, don't don't email me. <laughs> I don't want you to yeah. get in trouble. You know what the site is. Please don't don't get yourself in trouble. Yeah. But um. So and it's, so it's always it's it's always amazing to hear from somebody in uniform mm-hmm. who um tells me they enjoy my work. Um, and, and, they, and they really mm-hmm. appreciate the relationships I write. I also get emails from people that I cannot respond to. And that's people who who tell me that they open up their email with I'm 15 years old. <laughs> oh Jesus! I can't, I can't, I can't email you back. Uh, um, I get those emails we'd love to and talk to you, but until you're 18, we can't. I remember getting a really amazing email a couple of years ago from a from a young man who told me that he was. It was right after I did Birth of the Serpent King, mm-hmm. and he said he was really. Um, excited and um, relieved to see that story because it told, it it spoke to him in a way and that I was writing two characters who were young but who weren't acting like girls. And he yeah, said no. he was um, having problems talking to people about his own sexuality and, it, and that's why he kind of re- retreated into fandom and especially into um, young teenage boy pairings like Draco and Harry mm-hmm. in Birth of the Serpent King. And um, he he was just really, you know, yeah. I, but, I, but I couldn't respond. And um, I've gotten a couple of those. Um, <laughs> I've got somebody admitting that they read my work when they were underage. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's I the truth. Really and I, and I can't, one, I can't actually do... I, I can't do a damn thing about that. Um, even if I lock mm-hmm. my site down and put it under 18 warning, you could still lie. I could put it members mm-hmm. only, but you could still lie. I mean, I, there's no way for me to fix that. Um, yeah. What I would say is By the that way, um, if you if you are underage, please don't email me, and please don't comment on my website, and please don't save your password for my website in your browser. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I only God. ask this because yeah. I don't and I, I don't want you to be ashamed of, of reading me. I don't want you to be ashamed of it because I don't think there's anything to be ashamed of. But for my own um, internet safety, those are the things that I ask uh-huh. of you. Because I can't, you know, I yep. can't ask you anything else. I don't, I don't really have the right to ask anything of my readers or um, or my listeners or whatever. Just you know, just just be prepared and, and be aware that that when you're you're on sites you're not supposed to be on. That you're um, that you need to be careful. You need to behave, and um, for, for fuck's sake, clean out your history. <laughs> yes, no duh. Yeah, especially considering some of the, the artwork. Dear God in heaven. Um, oh my God. Or you know, also um, people sometimes email me and complain because my site's not work friendly. Oh, for the lo- they can kiss your ass. Um, anyhow, it's porn. Uh, there's a lot of porn no on my shit. site. It's never going to be work-friendly, ever. Uh-huh. Yeah, send us those two things. 
first off, she, she comments on the McMurdo thing. She says she, so she's falling over laughing. Yes, sir, I'd like to be stationed at McMurdo because reasons, sir. For <laughs> reasons. The, the whole, <laughs> yes. You never know. There might be an epic space battle going on overhead. Hold tight. I want to uh, take pictures one. for Kira. <laughs> yes. Go for that. The other one is Research. She, she comments, and it's, yeah, no shit. And it is a, a, it's a fairly legit one considering some of the characters that you've written. Is Kira is it's get it gets better campaign of fandom. <laughs> yeah. So you know it's um yeah good times. Oh, and it, guys, if you have not seen the artwork that she got today, wow, that it's stuff beautiful. Is really what cool. was in the second thing? It is. Uh, it gets better or fandom. Have you not heard of that campaign? No. Uh, it was, um, there was a whole bunch of stars who got together. Oh, you mean the, the oh, you yeah. mean the gay. But there wasn't one for fandom, yeah, was there? Better. Nope. But okay. the stuff that you write especially with the, the, the way the guys are in, um, in fandom or in your, your stories, they are very much, um, they're, they're, they're gay, but they're not, you know, they're, they're living in a world that may not accept them totally, but they, they make it work. They make things, you know, <laughs> they make things better, you know, even if it's just, you know, around themselves. Well, I believe that. Yeah. I believe that across the board, no matter what you, do, you know, what mm-hmm. you're doing with who, that you have the right to to be happy and and to have a good life and to mm-hmm. um, and as long as you're not hurting anybody or animals, you know, um, whatever you do no is is for you. You know, I mean, as, as long yeah. as everything's consensual and everybody's an adult. Or you know, if you're if you are young and you have a young, equally young boyfriend, that's fine too. You know, just mm-hmm. I would you know I don't I don't understand people getting into people's business. Yeah, it's, but, you know, <clears throat> it's one of the, the things for me with that is um, there's the the threefold rule, which is um, and at harm none do as you will, otherwise everything's going to come back on you threefold. And it's the uh, the Wiccan read, which is incredibly hard to live by, but I try. And then there's the safe, sane, and consensual thing. And the two of them together aren't a bad life philosophy, you know. And so, you know, using that um, to, to get through life uh, sounds like a good idea. And for the most part, um, most of your characters seem to be doing, you know, pretty decent at, at, at living with that. Okay. Now, I will say, um, you've written some incredibly dark characters who, you know, when when confronted with somebody who is um, doing harm, return it in a way that makes them the rules of karma. So, you know, all to the good. That's because I'm a vindictive bitch, and and that's what it boils down <laughs> to. I am I am I am terribly vindictive. You, um, I don't I hold a grudge. Gee, I wonder how. You, honey, you don't hold a grudge. You, 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 you hug it, you love it, and you call the damn thing George. Then you stuff it, mount it, and pet it every once in a while. 
This, this is true. This is true. Um, I, uh, and then you shine the horns very carefully every Sunday. <laughs> I just, but what I would say about the, the darker parts of the stories that I've written is that I, human nature is is not all one thing. And we, we are no. a mixture of, of good and bad and dark and gray and white and blue and purple. And sometimes we do things and say things and think things that are terrible. Um, As evidence by and your story. Sometimes you people do terrible things to other people. And I I believe in an eye for an eye. I do. Um, that's probably the most biblical part of me. I, mm-hmm. um, I, don't, I don't have a problem with the death penalty. I don't. Um, I'm not I think real, there's some people who don't either. need to be here. And I think if you're, you know, a rapist or a pedophile or you've killed somebody an, an unjustified mm-hmm. torturous murder, um, that you don't need to be here. Actually, yeah. you, know, you know, you hit somebody uh, with your so, car. That's, you know, speaking of, Julie, I hope you're feeling better. <laughs> Did you hear? <laughs> Did you see on Facebook? Poor Jilly. I saw. Oh, I don't I know saw. what's worse, really, that beyond the fact that she got hit by a car. She's okay. She's okay. Um, she messed up her knee again. Mm-hmm. She's okay. But uh. that bitch spilled her coffee and didn't even apologize for hitting her or spilling her coffee. What the fuck? Ew. Seriously. Okay. What the fuck? Completely. I know. Completely yeah, she yelled at her. It's on. She yelled at her. How dare you get in front of her car? Or behind her car? How dare you hit her car Julie? with your body? <laughs> Julie, um, honey, as, as much as I'm hoping that you really aren't badly hurt, I hope her car is all fucked up. <laughs> you know? And that it stains forever and ever and ever, and she gets second-degree burns. What in the fuck? Okay, complete and utter aside... And totally, you know, I open up my Facebook. First thing I see is from Kaz Patton, and I don't even know if she's got a uh, specific name on here. A Russian woman in the 1700s gave birth to 16 pairs of twins, seven sets of triplets, and four sets of quadruplets in just 40 years with the same man. Dear God in heaven, didn't she cut him off at the root? I would have cut that motherfucker, like somebody else pointed out in that post. The second time, after giving birth, the second time, I think no, no, he would have no. You go find you another bitch. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, no shit. I mean, really. I don't know yeah, how she fucking survived that. I don't know either. I don't know how many of the kids made it to adulthood. Especially considering yeah. the medical care that women got back then, she must have been that. Well, you know what? Let's just establish right now that that is the baddest bitch to ever walk this planet. Oh shit! I mean, because not only did she give birth to all those children and carry all of those children in a time where multiple births would more likely than not kill you, she did it in a time where a regular birth would probably kill you, and she lived to tell. Sixty-nine children. She had sixty-nine. Badass. There is no. She's badass. Shit. Badass. Oh my god. I mean, damn. You know? the duckers And we market, thought those beat. women who gave birth in the huts through the kill in the back and then back into the rice fields were tight. 
No. Yeah, no shit. Especially considering, I'm sorry, it's Russia. Russia has, it's a lovely country. It's got a lot of neat things. It produced Pavel Chekhov in absence or in, in, <laughs> or by proxy. Um, but the fuck? <laughs> cut him off after the second set of twins. Cut know? him off or cut yeah. it off? No. It would have been about the same thing, considering I probably would have started it and worked my way up to the neck. You know, I'm, I'm no more nice than you are. Okay. Damn. It's just wow. And the fact you had to keep in mind that she probably did marry very young. She may have been as young as 12 or 13 years old when she got married. That was very common back then. Yeah, it was. But, you know, the fact that she was healthy enough to do it, she's totally got to be a relative of Raddick, says Finna. Really? He's a Czech. He's from Czechoslovakia. He's not Russian. Even though he probably was from the time of the USSR. 69 children. Which brings to mind. Yes. Out of her uterus without a C-section. Because that shit didn't happen back then. No, not without having problems. So, you know, 16 sets of twins, that's 32. Seven sets of triplets, that's 21. So that's 30... Whatever. And then, you know, four sets of quads. What is genetic? What is he trying to do? I don't understand. That's a, that's a, one of them was a mutant. I agree. One of them was a mutant. (laughs) There's just something wrong there. There's just something wrong there. Um, I don't know. Maybe they were werewolves and having litters. I don't fucking know. (laughs) Yeah. God. Yeah, so that was what I, what I, I, I saw when I opened up my, my Facebook. Um, so thanks, Kaz. And by the way, that was Kaz Baby who put that up, so you can all blame her. Um, <laughs> anniversaries. Uh, somewhere along the line, after you and I started talking, you got me into doing WordPress, mainly because you were absolutely horrified that I was still on race-based. And, well, yeah, you have reason to be. I'm not going to be upset. and Stop huffing. Um, I can't help but huff. Every time race bait comes up, I huff. It's like some kind of automatic reaction. I can't even help myself. It is an automatic reaction with you. It, they're, they're, they're a horrible group of people, and, you know, they should all go eat worms. Yes, I know. Well, um, I don't. I don't want to say they're all horrible people. I'm just really disappointed in their process. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. It was it was a lovely fan service at the time. It's really slow now. And if anybody's part of the rate bait group, I'm you know, I'm not mad at you or anything, but you know, still. Um She's not bitter, but she broke up with you. <laughs> yes, pretty much. <laughs> oh my god, as really? For several times, her grandfather had 16 kids with wife number one and 14 with wife number two. The fuck? Was he bored? Did he not work? No TV. They didn't have TV. That might be it. I don't care if they didn't have TV or not. No TV and no central heat. Only you'll notice when when people got TV and people got central heat, the birth rate went down. Yeah. 
Just saying. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a little bit more sane, honestly. My grandma was <laughs> fond of saying that she had her last child um, shortly after they got a TV. Yeah, I wish There's I was a lot kidding. More entertaining things. <laughs> a lot of people emailed me today and left comments on my form um, talking about mm-hmm. my anniversary and um, pointing out the fix that brought them to my site. So that's really cool that to, um, to, um, to get all those um, emails that way. It's uh, it, it's always interesting to hear what story brought people to my site because there's a lot of crap on my site you know, from from different fandoms. Mm-hmm. Um, I had this lady who came to read. Um, uh, she's been emailing. She's been messaging me for a couple couple of days now. Uh, let me see if I can't find it because she's hilarious. Uh, <clears throat> is this a good hilarious or is this going to make my teeth grind? It's hilarious. great hilarious. It's fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Um. You know, I can't remember the first. I gave you my 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 phone number for about about eighteen months, I think, before you and I actually started talking over the phone. And you and I started talking over the phone because you got pissed at me, and you called me up to bitch me out. <laughs> I did remember not. That. What did I get mad about? Um, we were talking. And honestly, it was, I think it was in chat and, or, some, or, or on IM, but we were talking. And I mentioned that um, I didn't do something. And you called me up. And it was basically, you, you, you bitched me out because you couldn't believe I, I hadn't done something. And it might have been Inception for all I know. But, <laughs> Why do I – I don't hate Area 52. No, not at all. Um, I have a problem Area with race bait. Fine. I have a problem with race bait for a couple of reasons. Number one, um, they're really slow. And it's really annoying. Mm-hmm. That's putting but, it mildly. That's not, actually, that's number two. Number one, my – and, <laughs> and this, is a personal, this is a personal thing for me. Um, I had had a terrible experience on – Fanfiction.net troll, this terrible troll, who had a problem because I was pairing Ronan and Keller and they were racist. They said some terribly racist shit to me, and I'm like, fuck all that, and fuck oh, all you, and God. I'm too, I'm too dirty for Fanfiction.net anyway. So I said, okay. I had a WordPress that I hadn't been using, and I thought, well, I'll do that. And so I put my Ronin Keller story up on WordPress, and that was fine. And then I started writing mm-hmm. what might have been, and I put the first part of what might have been up on Wraithbait. Oh, God. And somehow during the approval process, the person that approved it decided they needed to edit my work. Ugh. And they sent me a note telling yeah. me so. And I was yeah, that one. disappointed in their process. Um, so I deleted my shit and took all my toys back to my own website, and I haven't posted anywhere else since. That's why I don't post on fanfiction.net. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't post on Racebait. That's why I don't post, post on AO3, even though I have an account. Uh, no. 
I have total control over my content on my own website, and that's how it's going to be. I want to talk about this lady who's um, emailing me, and I'm just going to call her Allie. That's not her real name. I'm just going to call her that. Okay. She says, um, her favorite stories are that old black magic in Tangled Destinies. I'll give you a clue. Mm -hmm. She said, I love your stories. You and one other author are my go-to reads when I'm having a really bad day. Da, 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 da. So, okay, so she came to read my, my Harry Potter stuff, and she read Birth of the Serpent King about 20 times. Then she read Tangled I, I Destinies. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. In fact, the first non-HP story she ever read was Tangled Destinies about a month ago on my site. The first no- so I have converted a Harry Potter Harry fan Potter? into Tangled wow. Destinies. Okay. Damn. And then, then there's this thing where she's been listening to my radio broadcast, and she listened to the one about ties that bind. <laughs> and so she said that my commentary made her want to read it, but she doesn't even care for BDSM stories, and so she thought she could open it up and read a little bit of it and and, and put it down. Because she's only watched eight episodes of Stargate to begin with, right? Is is this like um, you know, Lay's potato chips? You can only eat you, you can only uh, or you can't just eat, eat one or whatever that thing is. Yeah. So this, so this is what she says. So last night I started reading the first part of the series, thinking that if it turned out to be too much of a squeak for me, squeak for me or whatever, I could stop. Easy. I started in installing yeah. ebooks and even more fanfic in my reading thought life because they're, they were boring or not my style or whatever. Now I have to tell you that I lost three hours of sleep last night. <laughs> <laughs> three hours. I was halfway through the second part before I realized how late it was and that I would have been in bed an hour ago. This doesn't happen to me. I love my bedtime because it means I get to shut everything off until tomorrow. It's my favorite time of the day. Now here I am thinking that I want to go read some more, even though I've got some other things to do and no time until this evening. Look what you've done to me. <laughs> now, I, I responded to her email. And that was two days ago, mm-hmm. right? So she's got ties that bind on her Kindle now. <laughs> It's been two days. I hear you. And um, she's, yeah, she's she's pretty much all in. And it's it was really funny to see her uh, to see her transition from oh maybe not to oh what happens next because <laughs> you know, I'm not even going to read this. I'm not read a little bit of it. It's going to be too much for me. And 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 now it's on her Kindle. And I think that's fabulous. And um and if I'm sorry, um I I, I sucked all your time out of your life. My my bad. Kinda, not really, no regrets. Um, okay. But I actually get those emails a lot from people, like people who, um, I had this awesome email that once, and I was going to find it and read it to you guys, but I couldn't find it to save my life. It was, I'm really annoyed. It was a message early on. I had just finished what might have been, and I got a um, email. I was in the middle, I think I was mm-hmm. starting to do Sentinels of Atlantis. Um, I got an email, and this lady says, so, I'm not in fandom, and I don't read fan fiction. <laughs> My friend sent me a link to your website um, two nights ago, and I've been up ever since reading your shit. 
God. She read all of what might have been. And that's like what? That's 200 and something thousand words in a day. Um, <laughs> about 250, if I remember right. It's, an, yeah, it's, a, it's a completely obnoxious number. It is. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been working on the ebook file for that for for months and months and months. So hold on, mm-hmm. um, and it's you know it, it's it's pretty big. And so basically, I sucked like two days out of her life while she was reading. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it normally takes me what um, a couple hours to to beta twenty thirty thousand words, and yeah, um, what might have been took me days. What might have been is two hundred fifty eight thousand words. It's 976 pages. Um, yep. I am still working on the final beta for the um, for the uh, ebook. And I've also added content to it. I think there's there's been some addings, um, some stuff added here and there. I want to add some kind you of like Easter egg thing. Oh my god! I want the damn file back now. No, I want to add some Easter egg scenes so that when people download it and read it on their ebooks, they'll, they'll be like, "Oh God, what was this? When did this happen?" It'll be, it'll be like a shock. It'll be like, "Ooh, it's going to be like the director's cut mm-hmm. of my of what, what oh. might have been." Yeah, there's a thought. Just some extra stuff here and there that um, that you you didn't get the first time. Yeah, mm-hmm. the author's cut. It'll be fun. Yeah, um, I like to, uh, and this is terrible, this is terrible, and I hate to admit mm-hmm. this, but sometimes I go back and I edit my website, even though I tell you guys I don't do that. I'll go back and edit something or tweak something and add a little scene here or there. I've done it all over, Sentinels of Atlantis. And the first person, and the first and only person to ever call me out on it, she sends me an email and she says, she copied and pasted the entire new scene that I added to it, right? And she said, this wasn't here six months ago, right? And I'm like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, now I'm going to go reread them because I did the same. I made a Kindle book out of the book. Huh? Actually, I've got, the, I've got the Kindle book of it, the one that you put together. So it's got, it should have all the scenes, right? Yeah, yeah. I haven't added anything since I um, did the, um, the Sentinel ebook. Okay. No, if I did, I would look at the ebook. No, it's um, I haven't touched the first season of Sentinels of Atlantis since I put the ebook out, so no worries. Mm-hmm. But I did rearrange some things and add some sentences, and um, because what I had done is with, with, with Sentinels of Atlantis, and I'll talk about this really in depth when I do my author commentary on it. I um, mm-hmm. I had to replot Sentinels of Atlantis because I lost it. Remember, remember. That, that big, terrible, no good mm-hmm. thing that happened to me. Um, yes, and. I I lost like what ten or fifteen episodes, and it was terrible. It was so terrible. And you hadn't. Um, and you and I, I don't, I don't think we were we were um, doing beta together at the time. No, it was um, bad. It was bad. I had it nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, so I had to replot. And the problem was that when I replotted, I, I I did some things in later episodes that no longer matched up with the front part. So the first five or six episodes of um, Sentinels of Atlantis had to be tweaked, and things were added and things were removed to smooth it out. So I, I really didn't notice it until I was prepping the ebook, and I realized, oh, that's mm-hmm. I, I need to fix that. So um, I fixed it individually and then added it back to the ebook so that it so that it would all match. But yeah, there are some. If you haven't read Sentinels of Atlantis since I put the ebook out, there there are some new things in it. Let me tell you what they are. It's like sometimes it's little things. 
you know, it's uh, mm-hmm. so, <clears throat> like a discussion about how the the, the psionic plane works, or mm-hmm. the uh, interaction. Um, just I, I can't even tell you. It's it's. I think I might have added about ten thousand words total to sit <clears throat> in Atlantis during the ebook phase, and I went back and changed all those parts. Yeah. So, but it's a it's a yeah. huge project. So it's over over a whole bunch of parts. So it doesn't seem like it's because it, it's like here and there. So it isn't like one ten thousand yeah, one or two clarifying got put yeah. in. You know, um, and Sentinels of Atlantis is two hundred and fifty nine thousand words long. Mm-hmm. So when I say I added 10,000 words, I could add 500 words here and 100 words there or 10 words there. So it isn't like there's a whole big section of new stuff. It's just I I gave it a very thorough edit for, yes, for plot, did. for plot and character. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yeah, Senna was commenting that you need to get a OneDrive. And I, I told her that you have you have a Google Drive. I do have Google Drive. I also I have two backup drives. I am considering a personal SkyDrive. <laughs> um, today, I <clears throat> when I was looking at um, the the emails from Lise, and I was looking at all the stuff that I had written, and um, mm-hmm. I realized belatedly that I didn't finish her favorite because Ty's that finds her favorite and it's not done. I'm, I'm I'm not done with it and she won't be here to read it. And that just, well, then. That, that really upsets me. <laughs> I just had a really upsetting moment today when I, when I realized that I didn't get to finish her favorite fic. And I don't know if she's still with us or not and if she's still reading or if she's listening. And um, just... Um, you know, honestly, I'll, I'll be I'll be slightly evil. I hope she has somebody who is sitting at her bedside, who is reading her these stories, and she is having having a cackling good time, watching them blush as they read Ties of Bind. You know, that that would just be the the absolute best thing about that. So I don't know. I just um, sometimes fans touch you in ways that mm-hmm. you're you're just not prepared for. Um, there is, but you know, sometimes people touch you that way, you know, just um, in a very interesting, unexpected way. I uh, mm-hmm. was, um, I did some planting. My thigh muscles yeah. and ass muscles have recovered from that. Uh, and I had my, I was out there at the bottom of my driveway with my, with my yellow lilies, and I was, you know, inspecting them mm-hmm. and checking them. Cause I don't, you know, I don't really know what to do with them. And my, and my neighbor lady down the street, she comes down. And it's a running joke in my neighborhood that I'm the only woman in the neighborhood who doesn't have anything in her flower beds. I mean, I cut, I, I cut down all the bushes. Uh, the, ro- the rose bush died. I mean, there, there, there's just nothing there. It's just barren wood chips. That's it, wood chips. Mm-hmm. And the no. wood chips need to be replaced too. I'm just saying. Anyways, I <clears throat> she comes up to me. She puts her hands on her hips and she's looking down at my plants. And she said, 
did your mother do this for you? And I'm like, no. You didn't see me out here doing this? And she was like, I saw you. And I said, well, why are you playing that way? And she said, well, I kind of feel bad for these pretty flowers. I said, I am not going to kill them. That was funny. You killed bamboo. I said, shut up. She said, no, you killed bamboo. Bamboo lives in water and you killed it. I'm like, why are you going to bring up all the shit? How did you manage to kill bamboo? I don't know. And it wasn't because it ran out of water. It had plenty of water. That's the thing. Now, I'll tell you a story. My husband had upwards of 20 plants in his house when I moved in with him. Some of them were like 30 or 40 years old that that his mother had been nurturing. Within six months of moving into this house, every single one of those plants was dead. Yeah. I might be able to kill my. I might want to blame my cat of the time. Uh uh-uh. Bamboo lives in water. It couldn't have drowned. Doesn't have to drown. I don't know why okay. I didn't do it, but it, but it died. And it, what's really funny is that my mom and I bought bamboo on the same day, and my mom has had her bamboo. Um, I mean, it's like 15 years ago when I killed the bamboo. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. I just have I just have bad plant mojo, and so I've planted all these beautiful um, tiny bee lilies, and they're yellow and and they're gorgeous. And, they're very um, pretty. I planted some um, was it ponies? P e o n ponies. Yeah, I I planted those in the base of the planter, and, and, and then I put the lilies in the middle. And it's beautiful, but it's not going to, I mean, it's an experiment. So if I can keep those alive, then I might do some planting in the in the beds next to the house. Tomatoes. Get something useful out of them. I don't eat tomatoes. That's on you then. I'm sorry. <laughs> I eat tomatoes. Some strawberries. <laughs> I, I, okay, I'll plant some death fruit on, in, in my front bed. That would be really pretty. Yeah. Anyways, so, yes. There has been some discussion amongst the ladies in my neighborhood. My my old lady posse. And um, uh-huh. they're, they're um, really concerned about the flowers. So I look out my window. And one of them was out there checking on them. I'm like, <laughs> I opened up the door, and I'm oh, like, Martha. fuck you, old lady. <laughs> she got so tickled, she had to leave <laughs> on my mailbox because she was laughing so hard. So, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I, I said, if you don't stop messing with my plants, I'm going to plant katsu. And she goes, don't you dare. It'll be everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you actually have to plant kudzu. All you think you have to do is let it fall. <laughs> yeah, that stuff's nasty. Uh, huh. Ooh, aloe. That's a good one. Anyways. So on my writing anniversary, I wrote exactly nothing. Or my website mm-hmm. anniversary, I wrote nothing. I did go through and read a whole bunch of contact forms um, just for reasons because and um, mm-hmm. some of them are really funny and sweet, and some of them are terrible. And 
the, my most popular subject line in my comment form is "I love you truly, madly, deeply, in a in a completely platonic way." Yeah, pretty much. I can I can see that. It's it's very rare that anybody uses my favorite, which is "You're so vain, you probably think this email's about you." <laughs> now I want you to know oh that every single um, subject line has a story behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, some, where someone has made some comment to me, and it spurned a a, a subject line, <laughs> including the one about the platonic love. I guess a woman because she emailed mm-hmm. me and told me she loved me, but she wasn't gay. <laughs> okay. And of course, the troll yeah, one is for Senna. The, the troll yeah, one is definitely for Senna. Um, I got called vain because okay, I have a word, I have my own website, I have a Twitter, I have a Facebook, mm-hmm. I have a, um, I have a whole bunch of links on my site where you can stalk me, and people do stalk me mm-hmm. through these various outlets. And someone pointed out to me that it was vain for people to, for for me to assume that anybody would be using these things, and so I wrote back and pointed out, well. Such and such people use it on Twitter because I have this many Twitter follows, followers and I have this many Facebook friends and I have this many pin interests. Mm-hmm. You know, I just went through all, <laughs> all the different ways that people people were actually using this stuff. And the only reason I have a Facebook is because I got bombarded by minions until I did uh-huh. so. Yep, same. I have, that's the I reason I got like, mine. I mean, I didn't even like Facebook. I was a Facebook. I was a conscientious objector. To, um, to Facebook. You were a conscientious objector to getting a soda stream too. Look what happened. I love my soda stream. It's amazing. You can make if I, if I try and take Kool-Aid a- soda. Uh-huh. Is and there anything better than Kool-Aid me? soda? I will kick your ass. I will cut a bit. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> cut you. I only told you to get that about what? 3 years ago? And I didn't even get it. My, my mom bought it for my husband. This may or may or not be related to the flowers that she sent him. But, you know, she's still yeah. apologizing for that. She's still apologizing for the, you know, assumptions <laughs> that she made. Yeah, by the about, way, uh, Senna says if you ever get rid choices. of the I'm a tr- Uh-huh. Senna says if you ever get rid of the I'm a troll uh, uh, subject line, she's going to sob hysterically. <laughs> Sybil, if you because go over just... to my live journal, you will see a tag called Trolling My Husband. And in that tag, you <laughs> will find a variety of um, posts. And one of them is about my mom, who uh-huh. walked into my bedroom and saw something she should not have seen. <laughs> and made the worst possible assumption possible based on the evidence. <laughs> I remember this conversation. <laughs> oh, and yes, and then she sent my husband flowers. She sent me mm-hmm. flowers. She, well, she, well, she sent my husband flowers at work and became his side piece. Then she bought him soda stream. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the soda stream is about... Yeah, and the soda stream is a good thing. 
it's a you know it's I love Soda Stream. I like the Kool Aid flavor, mm-hmm. and I like um. I told you Anyways. to go find the Mio or or you know uh, fruit or or fruit juices and and just use that. It's great. I think so. I want to try some of those um, V8 Fusion juices. Okay. What would be the water yeah, fusion a, ratio? I don't know. Half and half. Because they're thick. I know that. Um, mm-hmm. You can always take, you know, the the, the fruit and, and um, put that in the, the bottle after you fizz it. And let mm-hmm. it, you know, think about itself. Uh, put it in the fridge or whatever the night before. It should be all nice and infused the next morning. True enough. You know, whenever I see those fruit fusion pictures on Facebook, I think to myself, you know, that looks really pretty right now. But after six mm-hmm. hours, that fruit would look nasty in that water. Mm, yeah. It, it doesn't look the best, no, but. Yeah. It looks so beautiful when you first do it. Mm-hmm. It don't look good so it don't look so good later. But then that's true of practically anything. Yes, pretty much. I have this cake pan where you can um you can put a little thing in it so it creates a bowl in the cake so you can fill your cake with stuff like ice cream or whatever. Mhm. And I okay. like to put um chocolate mousse into the center of a chocolate cake. Oh, that sounds phenomenal. It tastes really good, but after you cut into it a few times, it don't look good. You know, the center kind of falls no. a little bit. You need a really mm-hmm. stiff mousse, and I don't often get a really stiff mousse. And, you know, just having that in front of my mouth just did not... Which reminds me, earlier this <laughs> evening, um, my husband comes to my office door and says, what do you want for dinner? And I said, what do you feel like having in your mouth? Mhm. And then I said, "That's not what I meant. I meant, what do you want to put? I'm going to stop because there, there was no way for me to fix that. I just, uh-huh. I just, no, done, done. Uh huh. Pretty much, Lee. I have never tried carbonated coffee. I don't know how I feel about that actually. Because you can't uh... with a soda stream. You're not supposed to carbonate anything but water. No. Yeah, the, in in the soda stream, um, if you do, if you carbonate um, uh, a bottle of water that's got stuff in it, it carbonates wrong and it backflushes and it gets everywhere. It's just disgusting. It's um, a nightmare mess. You probably, yeah, you probably have to use like um, the the uh, coffee crystals or something. So that probably wouldn't dissolve right. I don't even own coffee crystals. Who owns coffee crystals? Why would you do that? It works great when you're making things like uh, uh, coffee ice cream. That's terrible. It works great when you're doing uh, chocolate, too, because you don't have to add water then to your chocolate. Are you, ooh, I, did, you I saw this recipe on Facebook for a coffee-flavored chocolate mousse. It looked really good. Mm-hmm. By the way... Okay, Starlight, uh, what you do uh, is you have your carbonated thingy and you have these syrups you can buy from different flavors, including oh, one yeah. like Coke. So what you do is you 
carbonate your water, and then after your water is carbonated, you very carefully, <laughs> very mm-hmm. carefully, add your flavor. And then you put the lid on it, and you very carefully roll it around in your hand and, 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 until you get it mixed up. And then you can pour it into a glass, and today you have Coke. And that way you can actually control how much syrup goes into your... <clears throat> into your uh, into your drink. Into your drink, yeah. I have not heard about and a minion cookbook. I don't even know what to do yeah. with that. What do you is it is is it going to involve a whole bunch of bananas and and no strawberries? Banana net. <laughs> yeah. You can do different things besides soda. You can do. Um, Oh, yeah. Fruit juices, and um, I like to do the Kool-Aid. They have a Kool-Aid syrup. You can do that. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, like a fruit punch. Uh, I enjoy that a lot. You can do carbonate. Yeah, like my um, husband likes to put cranberry juice mm-hmm. in water, and um, mm-hmm. he, um, uh, he, he likes to carbonate his cranberry juice. Let's put it that way. Yeah, you can do... Um you know the, the the little neo instant uh, things, um, Crystal Light. You know the the various powdered drinks that are out there. You can take uh, you know the 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 fruits that that people um, cut up. I've done you know the straight up uh, soda water with lime, which is just great. And you know yes, I know it's a death fruit, but whatever. So. Azura, um, what did she say when you att- when you accused her of attempted murder? Here's a good question. Azura is allergic um, to strawberries. Azura is allergic to berries. Period. A church lady of attempted murder for giving her parents strawberries. You know, I understand Azura's point. I have a mm-hmm. um, I have a couple of allergies to food. Um, I'm I'm allergic to kiwis. And I'm allergic to shellfish. Uh, it has nope. spread. It used yeah. to be just a couple of shellfish, and now it's most shellfish. Last time I had lobster, I itched. That's not a good sign. Yeah. I'm really I, um, upset because I love I'm, lobster. I'm considering going to the allergy people to make them give me those shots so that I can have seafood. That's bullshit. Anyways, so I understand... Having something in your house that will make you very, very ill, and 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 how uncomfortable that can be, which is why, um, I you know while I've given Rodney an allergy attack in um, what might have been, I was actually very uncomfortable with it. I wouldn't say it triggered mm-hmm. me or anything silly like that, but it um it it was very uncomfortable because. Having had an allergic reaction, there is nothing fun whatsoever about that. Mm-mm. Nothing. Nothing. No. I've I've never been so far gone that I've had to have an EpiPen, but I do carry one. So, anyways. Yeah. I think what really is interesting about the fandom is how they embraced Rodney's allergy. <laughs> yeah. And they were like... All these stories, like, wrapped around Rodney's allergy. And um, 
And they, in fandom, it actually gets treated more seriously than it did on the show, which I think was a both a mm-hmm. disservice to the character and to people with food allergies because it, the, it was, they made it a joke, and it's not a joke. It is not a they joke to be afraid it to not. eat. When, mm-hmm. when you go somewhere and you're afraid to eat, like I can't eat, in a, I can't eat soup in a restaurant where they have a seafood gumbo at all. Clam oh, chowder. I can't eat their soup. I can't eat any of their soup because most of the time they keep their soups in the same place, and the likelihood of cross-contamination is like 100%. So when I walk into the cafe, the first thing out of my mouth is, have you had any kind of clam chowder today? Are you serving the seafood gumbo? Because if they're serving either one of them, I can't have any of their soup whatsoever. Because I don't want to have that kind of reaction in a uh, public I was drunk in public. <laughs> that's uh, that that's how my mind works right there. I went straight from an allergy to a Ron White skit, just like that. Yeah. They call me Tater Salad. Yes, they do. Um, that's a great that's a great album. You should definitely watch the the Drunk in Public or the yeah, it's amazing, Ron White. <laughs> Yeah, my I've got um, a food allergy as well. I'm also allergic to kiwi, and I stopped eating at about the time my throat started getting tight. So um, I have kiwi makes no my mouth idea. itch. I like to breathe, so I tend not to eat it. Uh, as a matter of fact, I avoid everything with kiwi. Um, there are things that are you know green drinks that I will avoid just on on um, general principles because. You know, I never know what's in them. Uh, it's not that it makes my mouth burn or itch. It's my throat closes up. And What's really irritating is I love know, strawberries, and often they pair strawberry and kiwi together in fruit juices. Yeah. It's so, it pisses mm-hmm. me off. Yeah. Very irritating. Yeah, so uh, I don't... I, I'm very, very careful about what I eat on the fruit side for that because I don't particularly want to um, discover if my food allergy that was relatively mild and just enough to, um, you know, say that my throat was getting tight and uncomfortable to all of a sudden equal out to, you know, where's an EpiPen? So, you know, I'll pass on that. Um, I don't know. Uh, going back to anniversaries and things. Um, Does anybody in the chat room have any questions? I'll take questions. How about that? Yeah. I'll be quiet. Ish. <laughs> Ish. <laughs> yeah. This is like a conversation with two bitches part two. Speaking of, you would not believe how many stats that thing has got. <laughs> oh, Really? People, people oh. have downloaded the shit out of that um, that uh, episode. Uh-huh. Is CP celebrating cool. with me tonight? No, my husband is in bed because he has to work for a living. <laughs> What's the radius of Saturn? <laughs> you know what? The beauty. Uh, the radius of Saturn is Saturn. 36, 184 um, miles. 36,184 miles is the radius of Saturn because I can Google like nobody's business. There you go. 
<clears throat> Good for you. Yeah, the um, the conversation that I had with um, Lady Holder the other day about the terrible, no good, bad person who sent me that terrible feedback has already gotten 374 downloads, and it's been like two days. <laughs> okay. Huh. It has more downloads than the Ties That Bind podcast by a little bit, but the Ties That Bind po- the Ties That Bind podcast really? for um, live listeners, yeah. People love oh, to yeah. hear me bitch, apparently. Well, yeah, I do too, but, you know, that's, I, I've never claimed to be, you know, you know well, um, well balanced. I've been meaning to ask, part. how do people know who is a sub if they're not marked? They don't always know. That comes up in Ties That Bind when um, John pointed out in, uh, basic training that people assumed he was submissive because of his appearance, that he was really Mm -hmm. attractive. And so other doms wanted him to be submissive, whether he was or not, and that one tried to top him and paid for it. So it's not always obvious, and sometimes it is. Like some submissives, like, say, Chase, for instance. Chase Mm -hmm. wears his sexuality like a second skin. He's all up in it. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt in anybody's mind when you see him switching his little ass around that he's submissive. But sometimes you can't tell, and so you have to ask, especially if they're uncalled or unmarked and there's no obvious way. You know, they're they're going to have to ask. So uh, one, of, one of the things with, with Rodney, um, with his behavior in the lab, he's very on point and very... Well, frankly, dominant. But if you know he's, if all you had to go by was his attitude in the lab, you might think he was a dom. And yeah. Didn't John mention that he he you know was kind of sorry that that McKay was rated for not rated to punish uh, because he'd love to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, you're breaking up for me a little bit there. Stop moving oh, around. Okay. Sorry. People are moving in the chat room. So, okay. For this Criminal Minds arc of TTB, would you be willing to share your pairings? Um, Hotch and Reed, uh, Garcia and Morgan. Uh, Prentice mm-hmm. is a dom. She'll be uh, – she'll, she'll have a variety of, of, of partners, um, most of them OC, I think. Uh, JJ and Will will be together. Mm-hmm. JJ is the dom and Will is the submissive, and and they do have Henry. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that into it eventually. Of course, when Ties That Bond starts, it's very very early on in the Criminal Mind series, so none of that you know. JJ hasn't met Will yet when the first when it when it first starts, and I, and I have that part that I posted on my site, and it's going to be like a prologue, and then I'm gonna move into mm-hmm. the first chapter when Spencer returns from Desaad as a marked courtesan. Going to go over interestingly. It, and, and, and by that point, I, you see, I think in canon of the show, Gideon is gone or getting ready to go. And I kind of want to leave him in place mm-hmm. for a little bit to have some tension there. Mm-hmm. So, other than that. 
And I think it was Sybil who commented that she keeps missing the, the uh, radio shows. Uh, if I remember right, these are pretty much going to be weekly for a while, correct? Yeah, unless I get, you know, get, get mm-hmm. bored with it or I can't afford it anymore. Because it's 40 bucks a month, so... Um, Oh, I know I'm missing questions okay. because the chat is moving pretty fast. So if I've missed your yeah. question, um, is Ian going to get a bigger part in t- Ties That Bind? Probably not because Ties That Bind, um, the final part of Stargate is set almost entirely on Earth. And that fic you read, mm-hmm. the, um, that interlude for uh, Ian and um, Chase, is actually a future mm-hmm. fic. It takes place after the last part of that I'm currently writing when John and Rodney are back on the city. And if you consider that a spoiler, so be it. I mean, anybody who's, who thought for a, million, in, for a New York second that John was going to end up in jail, come on, do you read my shit? That's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a happy con- ending. John uh, and Rodney will return to Atlantis. Right. You know, come on now. Uh, but so that fic work. Ethan's back on Earth for a while. That that takes place in the distant future, like maybe maybe say even a year after the trial that John and Rodney are mm-hmm. are, are about to participate in. And um, so, <clears throat> no, you won't see any more of Ian. I just kind of wanted to put him in there, kind of like I don't know. I, I, I couldn't help myself. He's he's one of my favorite OCs, and and and, and I realized he wasn't in it anywhere. And I was like, oh, well, I can't have that, you know. <laughs> so I just kind of snuck him in a little bit. You know, I'm, I, I might go to um, go back and do some one-shots. I don't know. Um, are there assumptions of gender orientation correlation in Ties That Bind? Um, the assumption in Ties That Bind um, in, in, in that verse is that everybody is bisexual. That's the assumption, period. That is the norm. Mm-hmm. It is normal to be bisexual. In that, John is a little bit of a anomaly because he's not. John's monosexual. Right. Uh, so, and and that kind of plays on his character a little bit and how people perceive him. And his father posted him for it, but it's almost taboo to be monosexual, mm-hmm. and it's not and it's not actively discussed. You'll notice that no one else but John, but but Rodney and his father even bring up John's monosexuality. No one else discusses it, even if it's obvious. No one else mentions it to him. It is just not discussed. So as far as, like, gender orientation goes, um, gender is is irrelevant in ties that bind. It means nothing. Do people assume females are more likely to be subs and more likely to be doms? Absolutely not, because gender really has no bearing whatsoever on dynamic <laughs> in ties that bind. As and far as I'm concerned, that that's how I wrote it. Right. Being and, transgender you know, the, the is a non-issue, yes, absolutely. Being transsexual, transgender, or even um, a cross-dresser would be an absolute non-issue in, in, um, in uh, Ties That Bind because it, it literally does not matter. You know, this, is a, this is a society built on dynamics first and everything else. Everything else is secondary or even work, you know, beyond secondary. I mean, it is absolutely the least of anybody's concern. Because everybody is presumed to be asexual, you know, to be um to be bisexual. Um, there yeah. are asexuals. And I've discussed that with Senna recently and talking about how um asexuality and non dynamic are linked in the AU. 
and, and how mm-hmm. I establish that, is that basically there, um, when it comes to sexual orientation, your sexual orientation is dominant, submissive, or switch. That's your sexual orientation. Who you, um, who you like mm-hmm. to fuck, where you put your dick, is, is not even a concern. Would I make Sherlock asexual? Absolutely not. Not in um, ties that bind, because it isn't about... That's a level of trauma that, that from everything that you've well, put no, into no, it. No, no, no. It isn't always trauma. I mean, I mean, it can just be a... Okay. It can just be a, a thing. Um... But what I would say is that Sherlock is a very dominant personality. And since dynamic mm-hmm. is um, linked with being, it, you know, that is your orientation, I don't see Sherlock being asexual at all. And he's certainly not submissive. Um, so he's dominant. You and I talked about this. And I kind of see John as a switch, Mm-hmm. I don't know what trans dynamic means. Me either. Uh, what is it? Oh, so many other questions on here. Um, yes, the asexual massage therapist. Yes, that comes up in um, the part where John and Rodney have gone to Canada to see mm-hmm. his sister, and it was to begin with a throwaway line, and it was. And it kind of stuck with me, you know. I was mm-hmm. stuck with it after I did it, and it wasn't something that I actually plotted out. It was, uh, it was that woman's way of telling John that her facility was exclusive, and that she had top-notch personnel, and that she had people on staff that could handle his submissive without being sexually attracted to them, to him. It was her mm-hmm. way of telling John that. Her facility was luxury was a luxury that they were in for and safe. a yes okay who is your Sherlock oh the actors okay I actually have a whole big headcanon about this it's hilarious okay for Sherlock BBC Sherlock is definitely a dom okay uh-huh. the Sherlock Holmes Victorian with with Robert Downey Jr is definitely the submissive and John's the the, the dom um, in elementary. <laughs> In elementary, Joan Watson is the dom, and Sherlock Holmes is the sub. Because I'll tell you right now, I can't see Lucy Liu on her knees for anybody. <laughs> I don't. Um, yeah. I don't have a, uh, a a head cannon for the literary version of Sherlock Holmes. Uh, it's just because the the other media is is has so is is so. Mm-hmm in my head that it's kind of hard to separate them out that way. Yeah. Um, Did did I miss any questions? Are there stories that you want to write but won't or can't because you can't do them, because you think you can't do them justice? Cat baby. Okay, stop messaging for a second because the chat room's getting ahead of me and and, and it keeps jerking me. I, Starlight, you're, you're talking about that trans dynamic as someone who's identified as a sub and then comes out as a dom. I think that um, that kind of situation would be um, the reason that people are in the closet 
is because they're afraid mm-hmm. to be what they are. And someone who subjugates their dynamic is afraid of it. Afraid of it. And in this society, your dynamic is part of you. It's, it's how you're born. They don't have any need to hide it. I think that in a situation where you have a switch, someone who identified as a sub for a very long time to realize that they might have um, tendencies outside of that dynamic, like Ford. That mm-hmm. wouldn't be trans dynamic. It would be someone who was misidentified, who's not really a submissive and who's not a, a dominant either. They're more of a of a of a switch. So that's how I would approach that if if I wrote it. Would I write up John and Summers um, Sumner's night together? I don't know. It'd be so bittersweet because you know that Sumner's going to die. It's it's terrible. I'm not sure. I don't like to write dark stuff. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, which is your favorite Sherlock? Oh, My favorite Sherlock is Robert Downey Jr. Yes, or none. for sheer rampant insanity. Oh, my gosh, yes. I love him. I yeah. love Robert Downey Jr. and everything he's in, and, and he's definitely my favorite. Um... Mm-hmm. Are there stories you want to write but won't or can't because you can't think you can do it justice? This is going to sound arrogant. Absolutely not. If I, if I don't write something, it's not because I'm afraid of it or I, I, I can't do it correctly. I'm, I'm, I'm not that kind of writer. I will dig in and try because it can't hurt to try. And if it makes sense to me, I'll mm-hmm. post it because I don't give a shit. No shits to give over here. Um, ben, um, Benedict is pretty. But Robert Downey Jr. is pretty. Oh my gosh, yes. I would climb that man like a tree if he wasn't married to a beautiful, amazing woman. Just saying. Yes, he has um, by him through thick There are um, there are stories, or are there stories that I that I won't write? Um, I really, I really desperately wanted to write that Alpha Omega Beta fic that I started on. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, rough trade. I was really enamored with my idea. I was really excited about the plot that I did and the sex I was going to write, and it was going to be so filthy. But I can't write it right now, and, and maybe I will later. Ooh, someone has a tiny font. Um, maybe I'll write it Let later. It. So hypothetically, King Henry the uh, Eighth wouldn't have had to keep killing or divorcing and remarrying since he'd be looking for a dominant heir instead of trying for a male heir. Yes, as a matter of fact. But the thing is, is he wouldn't know. Unless they come out of the womb saying they're a dom. Mm -mm. And there's no identifying marks on them. sexual dynamic is is, is something you would get in your, um, at puberty. That's when Mm -hmm. that would manifest, or maybe earlier, like in Madison's case. You know, she's you know she's very manipulative, she's very bossy. Um, They're they're making assumptions about her character and her future dynamic based on her personality, but they might be really surprised about how she comes out because who's more bossy than Rodney? Honestly, I can't see <laughs> so, anybody being more bossy. So they're making than assumptions about Madison's character, and even Rodney's making assumptions about Madison's character and applying it to her dynamic when it couldn't be further from accurate. That's not the way it's going to mm-hmm. play out. I mean, I'm, I haven't assigned this kid dynamic because she's a little kid, right? But right. 
Even Rodney assumes that she's dominant, mm-hmm. but she might not be. Right, and you know the the thing is, is um, even Rodney commented that you know he, if I remember right, he said that he was rather convinced she was a dom because he had domed people in the past. Right. Rodney had some confusion early on about whether or not, because mm-hmm. in fact, even after he figured out that he was submissive, he continues to top people because it was a position mm-hmm. of power. And it gave him, um, and in the situation where he was, as he was raised, and then forced into a college environment at a very young age, um, taking power where you can is is an instinct. It's a it's a it's a survival instinct. I never bring up religion in ties that bind. I avoid it because if I don't avoid religion, I will bash religion because I'm an atheist and I count religion to be the root of all evil on this planet. I'm sorry. And the church began the machine dedicated to discrimination and the subjugation of women and poor people. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's just how I feel. So I would. Ne- I don't discuss um, religious matters in my in my fix because I don't want to offend people who read my stuff and who are very religious because I I can't embrace a religion, but I don't want to upset or hurt my readers that can. And yes, sometimes I get I get on Facebook and I say shit I probably shouldn't say or I post some stuff, but I am an atheist and that, and that is I don't believe in God. A God. I don't. And um so I just don't discuss it. I it rarely comes up in my thick because I don't want to make people uncomfortable because I am what, you know, if if there's a scale of atheists atheists out there and one's like keeping it to themselves and tens of militant um, hate our religion and thinks churches should be demolished and taxed. Um, I'm a 12 out of 10. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just put that out there. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, you know, I just, but mm-hmm. I would say as far as uh, the Catholic Church goes and ties that bind, I believe that they would have a very difficult time enforcing celibacy in a society that celebrates sex and always has. Because the Catholic Church, even in our history, didn't always have celibate priests. In fact, there were popes no, that were married and had children. And so this celibacy mm-hmm. thing is actually kind of new. So I don't see how they could enforce a, 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 that kind of celibacy. I think that the church would have failed as an organization, if they had tried to um, they, they put, that they put of, on the, the, mm-hmm. that they kind put of on idea the whole on these thing. Yeah, they put the whole celibacy thing on. It still hasn't stuck. You know? No, not and, really. And this is the point. Not really, no. Uh, and I, I just I, think the church would have would have failed, really. I don't mm-hmm. know that asexuals in my world would need well, asexual and non-dynamic is the same thing in Ties That Bind. I did that early on, and I can't really change it now. It's a canon mm-hmm. fact for the series. Um, they don't need refuge in the church. They are highly no, sought after their houses. as doctors. Um, you know, just When you think about a dom who has a, who has a submissive they're mm-hmm. very careful with, there's no one 
they'd rather have handle their medical care than, than an asexual doctor or a nurse or a dentist or in in, in this way being truly asexual in ties that bind would make them very they would be coveted in many roles in, in that respect yeah in the past uh-huh. maybe but you have to remember that dynamic has been a part of this society since they came out of the cave or even when they were in the cave in the cave. There were spankings in the cave. Does not surprise me. Um, <laughs> think about, if you think about um, what a house is, and, and I'm using the capital H house, um, with, with uh, Desaad or La Petite Mort or um, you know, Lotus or whatever, those are places where... Um, People who John said that that he had a sub that he at one point had topped and then um, wasn't his, but was later topped by somebody and went asexual based off of um, he went dynamic. later events. He went non-dynamic, non-dynamic and was labeled non-dynamic. asexual. Part, yeah, as a result, big part non-dynamic. He retreated to his house. Okay, and it's not the the local neighborhood you know place that he he you know lives. It's his his you know um, Petite Mort. Okay, and that was his his retreat. So if you're gonna look at it, you know, tilt your head slightly, you know, and and squint, the house system works in a lot of ways like religion. It does. Okay, it, it does. The, um, there's an allegory trying. to be made there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Crazy question. Did Sebastian's mother ascend? No. She did not. Sebastian ascended um, because he died in the accident too. And yep. Oma put him back because yep. Sebastian wanted uh, to come Oma back or, and Oma did it. Or, okay, good for Oma. Um, I don't know um, Chaya's role in the future, how how that will play out. Um, but Sebastian did ascend. His his mother did not. Um, mm-hmm. Sebastian's not going to ascend again. He may come very close, though. There will be an incident where mm-hmm. he will be... Um, there's a scene... The temptation is... There's a scene coming up in in Lantean Legacy where you find out that controlling ancient machinery, and you have to keep in mind that um, Lantean Legacy is actually a AU of what might have been. So whatever characters you're seeing in Lantean, in what might have been, you will eventually see in Lantean Legacy. They're all there. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the reasons why I cut uh, what might have been off where I did and the Ring of Fire is because when they go back to Pegasus to pick Atlantis up, they figure out exactly what they've done, and they didn't abandon Atlantis. They abandoned Theseus, too. Mm. And they find out that using ancient technology as weapons comes with biofeedback. So when John's in the chair fighting, injuries that he takes are not reflected physically on his body, but they take a toll on his body. Now, while they're 
trying to bring Theseus and Atlantis back, someone takes Sebastian because the Ori come to Earth. And they put Sebastian in the chair in Antarctica. And that's, oh, shit, all, I'm, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, and that's it's going to be, me, guys. <laughs> it's going to be um, brutal, um, but, but no one's going to die. So d- no worries, no one's going to die. Well, actually, that's not true. Someone is definitely going to die, but it's not Sebastian. Oh, um, yeah. I, I would never kill yes. a kid. Um, yes, there yeah. is a Sebastian in Lantean Legacy. He's not living in California. Shortly mm-hmm. after his father went to Atlantis the first time, his mother la, was la, murdered, la. and he was taken hostage by the NRD. And John will not find out until Sebastian is 16. And all oh, hell is going to break loose. That's the politest term for what I remember. That's a spoiler. Out. Yeah. That, that's a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, and actually, um, by the time John gets to Earth, it's just going to be a smoking crater. <laughs> because Sebastian, even though he wasn't raised by John, is every bit of John Shepard's son. Mhm. Yep. Um. <laughs> yeah. Where's my there's, damn time machine? Um, if I only if I had one, man, only that that would be awesome. Really I, I would I would I would I would change a couple of things. Oh my god. Um. But uh, yeah. I mean, there's no Sebastian in Sentinels of Atlantis. There's no Sebastian in um, Ties That Bind, but there is yep. a Sebastian in Lantean Legacy, and he's going to be nothing like the kid that's in what might have been. Now, I mentioned it earlier no. when I was – one of my radio shows, I was talking about how I was going to pattern the Sebastian in Lantean Legacy after Jared in The Pretender. Because the NID have had mm-hmm. him since he was eight years old, and they were trying to turn him into something – and they did, but they never expected him to turn on them, and he will. Mm-hmm. I love The Pretender. I, I think it was a great show. I would never write fiction for it, I don't think, but I, but I, but I really liked it. And here's the here's thing about me. I tend to avoid fandoms when, when my husband is heavily invested um, as a writer. I don't write in um, – well, he likes Star Trek. But I write in the alternate universe, and he's definitely the original. Um, uh-huh. He adored The Pretender. He adored Babylon 5. I don't want to be in his fandoms slashing his favorite characters. You know, just, you know, that's a little respect to my man right there. <laughs> Actually, but there's I, a really yeah. funny thing. Go ahead. I was going to say, the really funny thing is um, I am one of the very weird minions. I actually don't watch much TV. And yet, thanks to fan fiction and, you know, keeping track of things through um, various means, I am just about as up on what's going on with some of my husband's favorite shows as he is. And he's just incredibly baffled because he knows I don't watch TV. And yet, I do the like, same thing with my husband when it comes to, to um, The Arrow. I don't actually watch it, but I know all about it because, <laughs> because of fandom. <laughs> Fan fiction. Uh-huh. And I'm like, yeah, that's so-and-so. And he's like, honey, how do you know that you don't watch it? I was like, duh. 
I read the fandom. Yes. <laughs> he goes, don't By tell me who they fear Oliver with. I don't want to know. It's okay. I'll keep you <laughs> yeah, no myself. Um, there was a question. Way, will John um, and Rodney have a kid together on Lantian Legacy? Yes, they will. Absolutely. That's going to happen. I definitely want to do the whole baby thing in the in the artificial womb. I, I'm totally on board with that. I'm going to do it in Tangled Destinies, too. Can't oh, you just man. picture a little Vulcan baby with blue eyes and pointy ears? It'll be great. <laughs> I'm super excited. Well, you know, I mean, I, I played with that, so I, I fully understand the, the wonder and joy of, of using the, the whole thing. Wait, stop. It, they killed Tommy? It makes it a lot easier. I didn't know that. I didn't uh, know that on Arrow. Oh, my God. Okay. No, I'm terribly upset. Okay. Oh, do you want to hear a spoiler about my um, Lord of the High Elves? Yes, of course. I keep I keep you know looking at it, going, okay, my email's empty. There's nothing in there. So you know, I, I, patience is a virtue. Harry I'm to be is virtuous. going. Harry is going to be paired with Draco Root. and Hermione. Yay! Because why should he have to choose when oh. he can have both? Um, father is going to rescue Sirius Black from prison. All right. That's going to be a pretty bad. I don't know what's going to happen with that. <laughs> I don't care. It's still a pretty thought. Let me, let me you know, drool. You okay, Cinna wants to ask a fucking question. Go ahead, Cinna, ask your fucking question. Yeah, no shit. I tried. Uh, yeah, Harry Draco is very hot. Now just put Hermione in the middle of that sandwich. That's hotter. Even better. <laughs> yes, it is. Actually, I have I have a question for you. Um, as far as the um, Wait, pause, pause. Oh. Sybil, Sybil, what? You, you're not reading my Harry Potter. Uh, my, my my Harry Potter. Did you see that? She says that she's been I holding out. That. It happened. Oh my God, They're Sybil, you broke out. my heart. Oh my God. Oh Jesus. Have I thought about using Robert Downey Jr. in the ties at Bondverse? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. I've actually already cast him in a role for the Criminal Minds at you, and I'm not telling you what it is, but it's going to be fucking amazing. Damn it. You know? It's going to happen. I, I mean, it's... How could I'm, it not? I'm He's happy so in a plan for that. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. You know? And he he's definitely one of those people who grabs your attention and makes you... you um, you know, sit up and take notice. Um, he's going to be a dom. He'll be a high-ranking dom, dom in um, La, P- La Petite Mort. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to leave it at that. Sybil, um, <clears throat> what do you mean you have kid issues? I don't understand. What sort of kid uh, issues? Yeah, because nobody does anything that is beyond their age group, which is incredibly helpful. Um, oh, uh, well, in Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond, um, Hermione is 17 and Harry is 16. In Birth of the Serpent mm-hmm. King, Harry and Draco are 15, and they have age-appropriate contact, I think. 
you know, from because you know, kids have sex. Um, in warm ages, mm-hmm. um, Harry and Draco are actually adults. They're just stuck in sixteen-year-old bodies because they got thrown back in time against their will. So I don't do kid sex. No, I don't do teacher kid stuff. So no, nothing to worry about there. But um, you know, just 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 hurt my feelings. Just oh my god. Really? Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of hurt. This wouldn't read my stuff. It does explain why I haven't gotten any art from Sybil because normally I get art from Sybil when I do something big like soulmate bond and. You know, she's already given up. So like, stop laying. laying I'm not asking. Stuff. I'm not asking for art. I'm just saying that you know I get it, and so I didn't get any. So I was, you know. Hmm. Wow. Damn, that's that's just You don't sick. like my stuff. What house did Will train who who are you talking about, Will? Oh, um I would say that most of the characters um in in the, the, the criminal minds AU will be La Petite Mort because you have to keep in mind that that's mm-hmm. the biggest house in the United States and it does the majority of the training. And training outside the United States is kinda rare. Um and training and, and very expensive, and, you know, these are uh, middle-class characters for the most part. Uh, also, keep in mind that um, the only reason that Spencer is training at the sod is because Aaron arranged it. And Aaron and Aaron Strauss, Aaron Hotchner and Aaron Strauss um, are both the sod. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got the feeling that Strauss came from money. She just had that vibe about her, which is why I put her mm-hmm. at the side. And um, Aaron was uh, a, a legacy from his mother, and his mother is, um, I'm making her French-Canadian. Okay. In my AU. So that's, so, that's, so that's how I put him in there. But most of people in the United States train at La, at La Petite Mort as a La rule. La Petite Mort? Yeah, yeah because it's, that's, it's, just a, that's the biggest house. That's like a state university, basically. There's one in every state. You know, it's very widespread. Um, it isn't like, and there are only four branches of Desaad, four. Right, and you, you mentioned at one point that La Petite Mort um, had places in uh, malls that, that kids could go and get um, supervised play and some kids. I mean, uh, like eighteen college kids. Well, not yeah, high school I'm kids. sorry. <laughs> yes, guys, I, I I passed my majority a long time ago. Anybody under twenty five is a kid. Um, but you know, the, the young adults um, can go and um, you know get their their training there, and if they have the funds for it. Right, they could take little classes here and there. And even if after they're marked, Mm -hmm. they might go back and take day instruction or seminars. Absolutely, you know, if they have Mm -hmm. someone in the area who's offering to train in, say, a bullwhip or, you know, a cane, that that would be something that would attract students. Even marked adults adults would come back for it. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, Shattered Attorney says, in TTB, how would someone with John's extreme version of sadism, who your people... um, find help with their dynamic if they were poor and didn't have connections. It could actually lead to a very difficult and dangerous situation. Um, If they couldn't find uh, instructions from people in their local area and they had to 
had to go it alone? Yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a situation that could become dangerous. I'm sorry, Senna's question caught me mm-hmm. off guard because I think maybe I lied and, and said there were four, but there could be three. Quebec, Ontario, and New York. So yeah. there are only three. There are three. There are mm-hmm. only three unless, decide, unless there's um, one, branches. Is there one in France? No, there is not. That was um, okay. actually part of the family history, and they moved... Yeah, Vancouver was one, but maybe Ontario wasn't, because I originally wanted to put one in Ontario, but I was informed by somebody from Canada that that would be stupid, because Ontario is like, I don't know, not what I expected it to be. (laughs) I was told it was dumb. So I moved, okay, so it's Quebec, Vancouver, and New York are the Desaad branches. Okay. There was no fisting in TTB between John and Rodney. Are you ever going to do a scene with it? No. You've hit my personal squick. I I can't read it. Yeah, yeah. I have a hard time writing it. Um, the one and the only time a man asked me if he could do it to me, I punched him in the face. <laughs> if I was a submissive, fisting would be my hard line. Uh, yeah, let's see. In fact, it's my hard line anyway. That is my hard line. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Absolutely no fisting. <laughs> you don't yeah. need, you know what, just, just, from, just from a personal point of view, you don't need your whole hand in somebody's body <laughs> unless you're a surgeon and you're in their body cavity. <laughs> oh, God. I really do believe that I've only mentioned three branches of Desaad in the fic. I will do a search to make sure, Senna, but I'm pretty sure it's Vancouver, New York, and Quebec. So, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't even watch fisting. It's not. Will I ever feet. write any of it's John's not... training like I did Rodney? I don't think so because I'm coming up on the end of the SGA arc and I'm running out of room and I have a lot to do in the final part. It is going to be between 80 and 100K, and most of it's going to be relationship stuff. Well, there'll be the trial, and then there'll be the response to the trial, and then there's going to be a period of settlement between John and Rodney as they come to terms with what was exposed about them during the trial. Um, and then, you know, of course, their happy ending and, and their return to Atlantis. So that's a lot to do in that final part without trying to cram things from the past into it. And I don't honestly like to do flashbacks inside fic, which is why I did that kind of interlude Mm -hmm. with um, John, with with, with Rodney and Desaad as an aside. Because I don't like to do flashbacks. I think they're stupid. Hmm. I can't even read Fisting, Marcus. You know, this is very intimate. I'm sure it is. I can't even read it. And the first man tries to put his Ugh. fist up my hoo-ha is getting kicked in the head. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm putting that right out no. there for you guys. Bitch would be cut. I'm cut a bitch. Yeah. In there. I, I just, in I, there. No. <laughs> yeah, hoo-ha. Yeah, hoo-ha. Yeah, what's, it, What's wrong with that? 
Uh-huh. Where did I hear that? Dancing. I heard that on I heard, I heard, I heard I it on the show once. Um, hoo ha! Well, I know I've said it to you at least once. Tootie, that's another uh-huh. one. My niece calls hers personal privates. I can agree with that. And I was like, "Do you have non-personal privates?" And she was like, "Well, yeah." And I said, "Well, what's your non-personal private?" And she said, "My feet." <laughs> Okay. I said, okay. <laughs> she says, I don't like anybody touching my feet, so they're private, but they're not personal. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay. I can accept that logic. Personal privates. There you go. Now you know. Yeah. Okay. So, well, she's six, and sometimes six-year-olds can can cut to the bone, right, and just get right to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely can find the um, the logic or lack thereof and stuff. But no, I just don't think fisting's a good idea. No, I don't want to be involved. I don't read it. I'm not gonna write it. <clears throat> Were there, were, there, were there any questions that I missed when you guys are all chatting up? Um, <clears throat> and we've got a couple of minutes left. Um, I don't know. What's, what's some of the things that, that you know... What are the what are the the you've had six years, you know? Um, what do you see happening, you know, in six more with this? Aside from definitely had blowing the the you know two million word mark. I am twenty two thousand words from two million. I'm incredibly horrified. <laughs> what video on YouTube was I talking about? I don't remember. My favorite story that I wrote would be a ties that bind. I mean, that's bar none. Um, six years from now, mm-hmm. I hope to have at least mostly finished the Criminal Minds AU. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh! That I had to listen to with headphones. The grapefruit technique. Oh, that thing. You cannot miss it. Yeah. Put in the grapefruit technique. It'll be the first video in the link. It'll be a attractive black lady holding a dildo. <laughs> uh huh. You can't. And you can't miss it. it. You the, can't miss it. It's the sound um, effects that really blew my mind. Because the sad thing was, the, I had um, parked my car I think that, and was um, listening to that. Someone earlier asked about dynamic on Vulcan. Um, I believe it would be the same on Earth. I mean, there would be a variety of um, logically explored sexual kinks and dynamics. <laughs> it's only logical to embrace what you're born to be, after all. Fuck all that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I definitely see Spock as a dom. Uh-huh. I definitely see that. And there, um I would um 
uh, other fandoms that I would write ties that bind in. Um, there are a couple of fandoms that I won't write in. Um, NCIS is one. Uh, mm-hmm. I could write ties that bind in the Avengers universe really easily. I totally could. I could totally mm-hmm. be all, all up in that. It'd definitely be interesting. Um, I could write ties that bind in... I can write ties at Bond and Harry Potter. I actually already have an idea. Yes, it would definitely be t- Tony Steve in Ties That Bind. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be Harry and Hermione in, in Ties That Bind as well. I mean, I, I already have the idea in my head for the Ties That Bind Harry Potter AU, just, just to put that out there. <laughs> Was a car accident that killed Sebastian's mom that caused him to force to ascend? Yes. In that car accident that they were in, all three people in that car died. And Sebastian was sent back. Sebastian ascended, so his body disappeared. People trying to open the car up didn't realize it. And by the time they had the car open, Oma had returned Sebastian to Earth. I thought Chaya was the one who who tickled him into ascending. Was it? Uh, I thought it was Oma, and Chaya was trying to get him ascend again. Because when Sebastian did um, it the first time, Chaya would have been in Pegasus with John. Chaya is in this universe because, I mean, she's back in this galaxy because John is. She followed John back. Okay. Well, I don't know. I'll have to look at that because that because it, if if I implied that 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 wasn't my intention. That was definitely not my okay. intention to imply that Chaya made him ascend the first time. Because if I did that, I'll have to do some tweaking. <laughs> So, anyway, we're down to 90 seconds. I would say that Draco is definitely a dom. Um, Harry's a dom. Um, Mm -hmm. Ron's a switch. Hermione's submissive to me in this this AU. Uh, Mm -hmm. McGonagall's a dom. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm all up in that. You have no idea. It's terrible. I haven't written anything down. I haven't written anything down, but... uh, yeah it's, yeah, it's in my head, so it will eventually come out. We're down to 48 seconds. I want to thank you. Dumbles is definitely a submissive, but he's hiding it. Um, I want to thank everybody for coming out and playing with me tonight, and considering how weird it was. And um, you guys have a good evening, and I will see you on Friday, where I will be discussing uh, fuck if I know. I don't even know. Um <laughs> Lantian Legacy is for Friday. Lantian Legacy is for Friday. Right. So I'm going to tell you all kinds of awesome, interesting things um, and do some spoiling. So be prepared for that. I'll catch you guys later. I really. Talk to you later, guys. Shut up and sit down.
500 vehicles to sell, 500 ways to save. One month only at Build Penny Toyota during Mega Memorial Month. Now through May 31st. That means mega deals on your favorite Toyota models from Alabama's number one volume Toyota dealer. And don't forget, every new vehicle comes with our 10-year unlimited warranty. Plus, enjoy the rest of our awesome Penny perks. Visit BuildPennyToyota.com during Mega Memorial Month. Number one based on 2018 total new Toyota retail sales in Alabama for Southeast Toyota distributors. Warranty valid through 10th year of ownership on new vehicles only. See dealer for details. Seven billion humans on Earth can't all like the same drink. That's why Circle K has Polar Pop and Froster. Pick your flavors and make that one in seven billion mix just right for you. Polar Pop and Froster, just 79 cents each at Circle K. Limited time only at participating locations. <laughs> 